Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything 291 Whiskey. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspects of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. We are officially three days out from Thanksgiving, so I'm very excited. Ready for some time off, ready for some delicious food, some delicious whiskey, some football, and speaking yeah. of delicious whiskey, that is why we're here today. I'm super excited for this episode. I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that. We've uh, both that, been very excited for it. Oh, yeah. uh, I know we wanted to get it earlier, but it was just probably way more expensive than how you got it. Yep, absolutely. So we're going to, of course, elaborate a little bit more on it. Um, I would say we've been excited because this is a very popular Colorado whiskey, um, and we've had trouble getting our hands on it. So that's Also very well recognized in the industry. Yep, so that's why we're excited. So uh, let's just dive right on in. Andy, tell the folks out there everything they need to know about 291 Whiskey. Of course. So it was founded by, um, out in Colorado Springs, uh, kind of in the shadow there um, of Pikes Peak um, yes, Mountain sir. there in Colorado um, in the late 2000s. I don't remember what year it was founded, but in the late 2000s by uh, Michael Myers. No, not the Michael Myers from the <laughs> Halloween franchise. A legitimate, legitimate guy. Um, and he founded it. Originally, he actually started out as a, like a fashion and beauty photographer in New York City. <laughs> um, but always, you know, for him, had a career or a passion, rather, for like the Wild West and whiskey even though he worked in that world of like the high fat, at least the photographing of the high fashion and everything in New York city. Um, and I think a lot of this was heavily influenced by him growing up in Tennessee and Georgia. Um, yeah. not only like his infatuation with, um, the wild West and whiskey, but also his, um, like his desire to set up, uh, a, uh, you know, a distillery, um, because of course, you know, Tennessee, G- Georgia, I don't know that that's necessarily as much a dis- distilling state, but you know, Tennessee at least right. heavily known for their, with their distilling, especially their whiskey distilling. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a whiskey from Georgia actually. Me neither. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know that they make whiskey. They might do the, like some peach brandies or like sure. wine, stuff like that since, yeah. you know, they're a big peach state, but definitely growing up there and everything, um, you know, that influenced it regardless. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was something that, you know, because of like all of this, um, you know, he decided to, or he desired when he was setting up, uh, 291, um, to make a whiskey that like, if you walked into a bar and basically just said, hand me a glass of whiskey or hand me a glass of bourbon and didn't specify like a certain brand that like, this would be the one they'd plop down in front of you type of deal. I love it. Um, and Actually, to the day of when he first released um, his whiskey on the market, um, he actually pulled off his, or at least when they were pulled off the still, he actually, um, another big thing that influenced him, you know, being from New York City, or a lot of his career in New York City prior to this, um, 10 years to the day, he actually released or pulled off the still, like his first whiskeys. Um, first runs on 9-11. So that was kind of, in some sense, I think that was another thing that influenced him 
um, having spent so much time in New York City working. Um, so, you know, he released those um, 10 years to the day after 9-11 on 9-11-11. Um, and so he's kind of got a lot of history throughout the years growing up and then also like his work um, sitting there and having that like all influence in everything with the whiskey. Um, and, you know, the whiskey, he uh, it's an undisclosed mash bill as far as I know. Um, and I don't know that, uh, I don't remember how long he ages, they aged the whiskey for, but, um, like everything is, um, it's all hard made the Colorado way. Uh, all of it, all of the, um, inputs into it are basically, except for maybe the copper pot still, or the copper still, I don't think it's a pot still, but the copper still that... He, they used to distill the whiskey. Um, all the inputs into it, except for that at least, are made in Colorado in some fashion. So, like, all the grains they use are coming from the Colorado Plains. Um, the water they use to distill it and cut it, if they're cutting it and chill filter it, it's coming from Pikes Peak Reservoirs. And then, um, cool. of course, it's distilled in Colorado and then um, and aged in Colorado. And I think... Maybe the barrel is partially made elsewhere in the U.S., being a chart, new charred oak American barrel, I believe. But part of it, something that, again, they really tout is having aspen staves from Colorado aspen trees yeah. infused into the barrel in some fashion to help age it Definitely. and influence the taste of it. And all of this, of course, ends up coming out into a very um, rustic-looking bottle. Amazing looking bottle. Very um, tall bottle based on the sizes of my shelves and the heights of my shelves. Yeah. I had to put it on the bottom shelf or the very top shelf <coughs> just to make sure that it actually could, could fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, like all of the, like that bottle contains a very award winning, like they're recognized. They might actually be, I have to go back and look as far as Colorado whiskeys go. They might be like the most award winning Colorado whiskey. Yeah. This bottle is covered in awards. Uh, you know, 2021 San Francisco World Spirits Competition, it won double gold. Uh, the SIP Awards uh, Innovation Award in 2019, it won 20, the gold, the double gold in 2018 at the New York World Wine and Spirits Competition. Uh, San Francisco World Spirit Competition, double gold in 2016. Um, SIP Awards in, in uh, 2019 and 2021, actually. And uh, the Spirits Business Master Award uh, of 2019. So very, uh, very... Um, you know, well recognized in the in the the, the spirits competition world. Uh, they yeah, were very um, um, highly re highly recognized, highly decorated uh, whiskey. Absolutely. And just real quick, um, you know, I want to talk a couple. There's a few reasons I was really excited about this this podcast today. Um, first off, I'll just start off by saying we've done Colorado whiskeys before. We did yeah. Tin Cup. We did Stranahan, Breckenridge. Breckenridge. So when we were doing going through all the Colorado whiskeys, of course, we did a bunch of, of research looking into Colorado and the whiskeys yeah. out there. And, and this was like the one we wanted. Yeah. It just like was very, at the time, cost prohibitive for us to get. I honestly couldn't even find a way to get it shipped to Ohio. Like, I couldn't yeah. do it. I tried multiple websites. I was like, I don't even care what I'll pay. I'll pay $40 for shipping. And, you know, this this expression is a $75 bottle. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. Like, I'll pay whatever You're I have willing to, to pay the cost. in order yeah. to get it here. And I just could not make it happen. And then my one of my good friends, 
Um, he was actually my college swim coach. Uh, his name is Scott Usher, an Olympic swimmer. He actually lives in Colorado Springs. Um, he is currently working for the Olympic committee. He works as he's like, um, he basically is in charge of fundraising, bringing in money for Olympic, uh, cycling. So he, he's there in Colorado Springs with the, with the Olympic committee. And he knows that we do the, the podcast and he, and, um, uh, and he of course is right down the road from the distillery and he was unfortunately unable to make it to my wedding, which of course you were a part yeah. of. Um, and he, but I think this he, was his wedding gift to you. Kind of, despite yeah, kind the of the fact that he couldn't make it. Kind of a wedding gift to me, and he came in town. Uh, not last, I guess it was not last weekend, but the week before. Um, and and we watched the Bengals game together. He's a big Bengals fan. Um, we actually were playing each other in fantasy football that week. <laughs> Luckily, I kicked his ass, which was pretty great. Um, but he showed up to my house. He because he texted me, asked if I could, he could come over, hang out, watch the Bengals game. Said absolutely, you know, watch me kick his ass in fantasy football. I said, of course, that's that's totally fine. And then and, you know, that's awesome. And he brought over this bottle with him. And uh, so that, it was just, you know, obviously I was very appreciative of it for, you know, I would appreciate any whiskey bottle as a gift. But the fact yeah. that we've been wanting this one. And it was coming from somebody so special and everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we've actually, Scott and I have hiked Pikes Peak together. We, you know, I went out to Colorado Springs and spent over a month in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center when I was training in college swimming. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's it close, means a lot. Yeah, it means a lot to me <laughs> in, in multiple ways. Um, and I really appreciate that from Scott. It's also very delicious. Oh, and, yeah. And lastly, I'll say, after we had actually done the research and done some Colorado whiskeys and we wanted to bring this one in, I was actually watching through, uh, for like the eighth time, uh, Silicon Valley. And there's and actually, they had a, bottle there's actually of it. a scene where they have a bottle of 291 whiskey and they're drinking from it. And I'm like, <laughs> that just makes me want the whiskey even more. Yeah. So uh, I'm just really glad that we were able to, to get it in. Um, and of course, um, you just, again, really appreciative of Scott. It's delicious. I can't wait to try it. Um, and as you go into the products here, I'll just say we are, uh, today yeah. drinking the two nine ones, the small batch Colorado bourbon whiskey, yeah. of course, finished with Aspen wood staves, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And, uh, uh, this real quick, this one is drinking at a uh, hundred proof. hundred proof. Okay. Nice. So, um, I mean, uh, like John said, uh, the one we're trying today and this is, I think they're like main one that most people know them for is the small batch bourbon um they also have an american whiskey a white dog um and then barrel proof and and single barrel and also a small batch rye as well as a liqueur which i forget what like flavor that liqueur is Hmm. uh of course they have their own like special releases that they do all the time and everything um and then they also have like a they also have a, a charcoal mellowed fresh Colorado whiskey. So kind of importing um, some of Michael Myers his uh, heritage from Tennessee, growing up there that um, Lincoln County process where they you know in Tennessee use charcoal to mellow um, down the whiskey. At least the most famous of those being uh, Jack Daniels. So using that For sure. more or less that same process. At least the idea behind that process to mellow it down. Definitely. Um, so I think without further ado, let's get into tying it. I'm ready for the tasting. As always, of course, uh, we're going to start with the nose. Ooh, mm. that's very good nose. Pretty complex. Yeah, very complex. I mean, you don't really get... I know this is... Of the last three episodes, at least, that, that we're doing, um, this is like the lowest proof we're doing. Um at a hundred proof, but it's you know a very inviting even at that. Um, yeah. 
kind of reminds me. I hate to say it. I, we have a local brewery um, to us here. It reminds, or I mean, several local breweries to us here in Cincinnati. Um, it reminds me, like the nose at least, very much of like a, a um, like if you bourbon barrel aged a beer. Like I get a lot of that. Those like very yeah. somewhat beery malty notes with like if you did like pumpkin flavors, like very fall flavors in that. Yeah, on like the some nose. baking and spices. Yeah. I'm getting some caramel, like some dark fruits maybe. Or is there anything else that you're picking up? Like those are the biggest things for me. I mean, maybe some of the oak, like the barrel influence in it. Oh, for Or like sure. the aspen staves in it. But really oh, yeah. like those are, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what aspen should. Like if you were going <laughs> to impart those flavors into anything, what that should taste Piney, like. Or smell like. maybe. Like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Uh, but it's it smells good, like really good, regardless. Yeah, let's give it a taste. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, very good. Very rich. Yeah. Very good. Are there any specific notes that you're picking up in there? It um gives like some of those fruit notes in it. Some of like uh-huh. a kind of like a. I got pinier single malt note on it to me than anything else. Yeah. Um, it's like a very like piney earthiness to it. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm sure the staves play a big role there. Yeah. I'm still getting a, some like some spices, some cinnamon. Oh yeah, for sure. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, it's kind of a smoky finish, like medium A little length. bit smoky, yeah. Not, 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 doesn't go, doesn't fade away too quick. I, I like the length. Like I feel, I'm, I can still... I'm still feeling the, the finish a little bit. Not quite getting the Kentucky hug that we were getting yeah. in some of the most recent episodes. Um, kind of float Like, it floats away on, like, the Kentucky hug and the burn and everything there. Yeah. But the flavor sticks around for a while, despite that. Definitely. Really, really, um, really great whiskey, I think. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, a uh, uh, great thank you to Scott Usher for finally yeah. getting our hands on it. I'm glad. I, of course, would have preferred to pair it with our Colorado whiskeys, but man, I'm better better late than never by far. Exactly, for sure. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen, share every episode of Distilled Discussions. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on our Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.